Well, 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 look who's back once again for another episode of Alex Listens, the podcast about philosophy, politics, race, and mental health. This is your host, Alex Hamo. Today's episode is about, well, it's got quite a dramatic name, doesn't it? In absence of optimism. Um, and I suppose what I'm going to be talking about today revolves around optimism and what happens when we don't have it. And I suppose my current experience of the world is, you know, sometimes optimistic and mostly uh, for the past, I don't know, two weeks or so um, without optimism. Um, And it's a very specific kind of optimism that I am lacking. And I think it's a kind of optimism that is characteristic of depression. Well, at least my own experience of depression. So I'm going to be talking about What happens when you find yourself deep in a depressive episode and you don't realize that you are deep in a depressive episode until you reflect? Um, And once you reflect on a depressive episode, you realize that it's been going on for a while and that things have fallen, you know, the kind of traditional safe routines that brought you stability and brought you joy and brought you comfort that these are things that have been lacking. Um, and look, this episode isn't going to be, uh, it's not actually going to be a pessimistic episode. It's just going to be an analysis of my current state. Um, and hopefully it is helpful for you. If you're enjoying my podcast, uh, you should consider following me on other platforms. You can find me on Instagram at Alex Hamo, A-L-E-K-S Hamo, H-A-M-M-O. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Alex Listens. Um, and if you're really enjoying the episode, you can consider supporting it. And it's very easy to support it. You can leave a an overwhelmingly positive review on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts you know, five stars, Spotify, five stars, you know, the, you know, the deal, you know, let's rig that, let's rig that algorithm. Um, and what else can you do? Oh yeah. I have some merch. I have t-shirts that I screen printed myself. They're also available on my website. There'll be a link in the bio, link in bio for everything. Um, and Patreon, you can support me on Patreon. Uh, and that will be probably the most helpful way for you to support me directly because it will, mean that each month you will be buying me the equivalent of a tea because I don't drink coffee uh, and it will help me allow to afford to keep making episodes. Um, Cool. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it. In absence of optimism, what does this mean? Well, Let me give you some context. So for the past 10 weeks, I have been doing a full-time software engineering course, uh, and it begins at 9 a.m. and it finishes at 5 p.m. And there are a few hours of homework uh, after class. And now I've studied a lot. I've been at uni, you know, for about seven years, six, seven years in total, but university is very different from this software engineering course. I have never done anything in my life that is as all consuming as this course. And I realized something quite recently, actually, like, you know, nine weeks into the course, I realized something very sad. 
And I realized that since having started the course, I have dropped nearly every single habit or every single practice that I had painstakingly pushed into my life that brought me some semblance of, you know, uh, distance from work, distance from heavy feelings, distance from anxiety. For example, going on a walk, listening to a podcast, working on this podcast, reading, writing, all of these things that I do, I haven't done for so long, for, for two and a half months. And for the past like week or so, I have been in this very kind of agitated state where I jump between hyper, a state of hyper focus on my work. And then I jump to a state of mourning, um, a state of mourning, which is characterized by a, what feels like a very severe knock or blow to my identity. I feel like, and I suppose, you know, I imagine a lot of this comes from a certain kind of naivety that I possess or that I have. And this naivety revolves around having a work life balance. Um, and I suppose that I don't really have a work life balance. I've never really had to have one because after finishing high school, I went straight into uni and, you know, I tutored, but that was never the central thing. The central thing was always study. However, this course, uh, this course is designed to prepare you for the workforce. And I knew this, I knew that the majority of the people doing the course that I'm doing are doing the course because they want to work at Google. They want to work at Amazon, Palantir, you know, whatever big Silicon Valley company you want to name drop. But, and a lot of them are older than me and have more experience in the workplace than me. And so this probably means that they know how to navigate losing eight hours of your day, five days a week, and consequently losing a, an enormous amount of energy. Um, and in my case, losing an enormous amount of hope and optimism. And as I reflected on the past, I'm 10 weeks into this course. It's a 12 week course. As I've reflected on the past 10 weeks, I noticed that as the weeks went by, I would lose touch with, you know, the most central, the most fundamental practices that I'd developed. Um, you know, not, I'm, I'm not really eating very, very much or very well because I'm so stressed. Uh, when I finish class, you know, all those memes about like, you know, humans are made to work nine to five and like watch Netflix and like lie on the couch. Like this has become in some way my worldview. Like I'm really struggling to understand how a person is supposed to do a very intellectually, physically and emotionally strenuous job and have a life outside of it. Um, and for the past 
10 weeks for me, I haven't had a life outside of it. I have, um, I haven't, I haven't had like, I have had a life outside of it, but I haven't been able to continue in really any way the life I had before. I haven't known how to, I haven't known how to act. I haven't known how to live on low energy levels, um, on, on kind of constant mental and physical fatigue. Um, and it's made me feel very hopeless and very sad. And as I'm recording this right now, I am, I'm, I'm very sad. Um, I feel this really deep sense of sorrow for like, for the fact that this is something that people experience, that the vast majority of the world probably experiences all the time, a constant burnout, a constant inability to, you know, possess and engage with intellectual and creative freedom that we may have once had. Um, and that's why I'm recording this episode because I've, I've tried to do a number of things while doing this course. I've tried to record podcasts. I've tried to exercise and nothing has stuck. It feels like every day when I wake up, I'm beginning from scratch. I have, it feels like I have to relearn all the important lessons that I've learned over the course of my adult life. Um, you know, like it feels like I have to force myself to do things. Um, and I, I actually don't know if what I'm experiencing is depression. I don't know if I am depressed at the moment. Um, I know that I'm feeling an incredible amount of self-loathing and self-resentment. And this is something that I feel very often. This is like, you know, part of my perfectionism. I want to be in control. I want to have, you know, I want to be doing the things that I know serve me, like exercising and socializing and this kind of thing. But it's almost as if I've lost all enthusiasm for these things. And it's almost as if I don't want to do them. In fact, I, I don't want to do them. Like the thought of going for a run is so like, so fatiguing. Even the thought is so fatiguing that it floors me every time. And when I go on a run, you know, the first five steps, I'm, I went for a run, like went for my first run in two months, um, maybe two weeks ago or so, just under two weeks and five steps in, I was nearly in tears because I remembered how important it was for me. I remembered how important these kinds of things are for everyone. These, uh, kind of these activities that we have that demarcate the boundaries in our life that separate work from play and play from rest and rest from socializing. Um, and I'm, I'm not hopeful that I'll be able to pull it off, that I'll be able to pull off like a very intellectually and mentally demanding job 
and also be physically and mentally well. Um, and it's been a very kind of crushing thing for me to feel, um, a loss of optimism to this degree, a loss of hope for developing, you know, a, a, a lifestyle that permits like regular experiences of, of like creative and physical freedom outside of the desk. I feel like the more time an individual spends at the desk, at least the more time I spend at the desk, the more I lose, the more I lose touch with who I am. Like I've become so consumed by code, all of these random languages, JavaScript, Ruby, Python, you know, I don't even know what these words mean. And like, they've been so consuming and very, you know, I really enjoy it. Like I'm having intellectually the course and learning all of these things. This is exactly what I wanted, but it's happening with such a profound at such a profound cost. I'm losing so much. And it's, it's been really upsetting for me. Like, you know, the, especially the past 48 hours, like I've been devastated. I've had very little social energy. Um, I've had very little appetite. Uh, and it's like, it's, I'm, I'm not worried about myself because, you know, I'm in therapy and I have my friends and I have some, these very core people around me who are aware of my situation. And so I'm not alone, but I know that this isn't the case for everyone. And, you know, recently I read about the wait times for, um, psychology, psychological appointments in Australia and that there are months of backlog you know, we've got an upcoming election and all of these things have just compounded into this, like this, like really kind of piercing loss of optimism. And I wonder why, I wonder why, I wonder why I am doing anything. I wonder why I feel, I'm, I feel certain that I'm going to persevere with this course, even though it's come even though it's affected me in such a serious way. I wonder why my most, you know, conscientious and intellectually kind of gifted and curious friends work themselves into the ground um, and often describe similar things to me that, you know, they finish work, they finish whatever they're doing and they're destroyed. And all they can do is like, you know, fall into this kind of all we can do is really indulge like pleasures that don't require energy. Um, at least that's what, that's my, that's my feeling right now. That's all I feel like I can do. Like I'm, I'm so tired from having worked so hard that I don't feel like I don't feel enthusiastic about anything like, and you know, one of my, (laughs) this is pretty funny. 
one of my like ultimate um, kind of depression like moves is to watch like, you know, a um, to watch Russian or Ukrainian or Eastern European cinema because it's like, you know, um, often it's, you know, there's minimal dialogue always very kind of deep and fraught personal relationships and you know betrayal and this kind of thing and last night I watched this like really incredible movie by um a a kind of uh very politically um very politically brave and progressive Russian director called Andrei Zvyangintsev um and his movie movie I watched was called Elena. Um, I recommend the movie if you're, if that's your thing, kind of dark, devastating movies. Um, and usually, usually I turn to movies like this to kind of recalibrate my depression or to like, you know, to not feel so alone in it and to not feel so hopeless. So it's like this very, this very odd thing. But yesterday when I was watching the movie, I was so incredibly distracted by all the things that I have on my plate. And so, you know, I would watch the movie for five minutes, 10 minutes, pause it, reply to an email, like watch the movie again, pause it, go on TikTok, make a TikTok, respond to some like random libertarian dude and tell him that he's silly. And then like watch another half hour of the movie and then eat something. Um, and I feel like the past 10 weeks have been kind of this, they have been, you know, characterized by this level of jumpiness and kind of spontaneity um, and an inability to like, you know, seriously engage, seriously and like meaningfully engage with one thing at the same time. And look, one, one theory is that I've taken too much on. Um, and so I need to do less and that's probably true. Um, another theory is that this is the first time that I have experienced kind of nine to five work and I'm, I was absolutely not equipped for how exhausting it was going to be and for how like strenuous it was and how resilient it required you to be and how organized it required you to be. Like, I think one of the most devastating things that can happen to a human being is for them to have to run errands on their lunch break and miss out on lunch. Like, that's what I've been doing. Like going to the post office on my lunch break. Like, that's it. You know, this is like, it's like a, you know, it feels like a pretty desperate time. Um, But here we go. You know, I can feel like, I feel like the past 15 minutes have been this like very necessary purge on my end. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel the antidepressants at work and the, the five years of weekly therapy at work. And here's what my current feeling is. My current feeling is a very, uh, you know, it's a platitude. Um, it's a very simple feeling and that is that um one must move through these challenges in order to learn 
more about oneself and how to deal with the world and its demands. So that's one thing I feel. And then on the other hand, I feel like we are socialized to work ourselves into the ground at the expense of our health, our social lives and our important relationships. Um, and so I'm not quite sure what the answer to this conundrum is. I don't know what to do going forwards, but one thing I am sure of is that I will always do philosophy because it is one of the few things I have discovered in this life that provides me with an avenue to express and release these feelings and speculations and hopes and, um, you know, plans that the people around me have and that I have. Um, and my hope with this episode is that it gets you thinking about what your central practice should be. Um, because it's possible for your central practice to be your work. Maybe that is your fundamental creative medium. And if that's the case, then that's incredible because that's a very hard thing to do under capitalism. Um, and I think it's a real, you'd be a real anomaly, but for the vast majority of us, we haven't yet, we're, we're learning how to juggle all of these things, how to juggle an income with the desire to, to learn and to create, to love and to be loved. Well, I think that's all I wanted to say. So thank you for listening. Um, I hope you're well. hope you're taking care. Uh, and I'll see you in the next episode of Alex Listens. Watch me, dude. Watch me.